Entrepreneur on Fire 855. Make sure that you're, that you're really committed, that you're not just chasing some shiny object, that you're willing to put the years in to make it successful. John Lee Dumas and the WebinarCourse.com have arrived. Create amazing webinars in 10 days and ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Be there for your customers no matter where you are. Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. Entrepreneurs, near and far, John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, John and Dege. John, are you prepared to ignite? Hell yeah. Yes. John is the founder and CEO of Pocket Risk. Pocket Risk is a risk assessment tool for financial advisors. It helps them figure out how much risk their clients are comfortable taking with their investments. John, given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally and expound upon your biz. Yeah, sure. So just like the people listening to this right now, you know, I'm kind of colored by my personal experience. Uh, Since graduating college, I always wanted to create my own business. I wanted to control my own destiny, create value, make money. And when I look back at, you know, my life and my entrepreneurial career, there were some seminal moments that really, really changed for me. And uh, when I was young, I remember my uncle taking me around to various real estate developments and telling me I could create huge buildings and be a successful businessman. I remember um, reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, when that came out and that having an impact on me. Uh, even just the neighborhood where I grew up in, where it was a low-income neighborhood and seeing how people struggled from paycheck to paycheck, I just decided you know, that wasn't the life that I wanted for myself. And so I got into this entrepreneurial life. I created a business. I've had some f- fantastic experiences uh, being involved in the, in the foundation. I, I worked at Facebook. And you know, now I've created a business that helps people um, make good decisions about their financial future. So, John, let's touch on that for a second here. You mentioned the word foundation. You are actually the first of five consecutive interviews where I'm going to be interviewing foundation members. We had Dane Maxwell yesterday. He was on. He shared just why the foundation is so awesome and a lot of cool stories. Take about a minute or so, because we have a lot to get to, my friends, but take about a minute and just share you know, your, your experience hearing about the foundation and quickly you know, what it is for you and what it's meant for you. But of course, we're going to be talking about it more throughout this interview as we go through, but take that away. Yeah, sure. So for me, the foundation was a transformational experience. And I really want to underline that word transformational, because before I had all these kind of self-limiting beliefs of what was possible, what was necessary in order to be quote-unquote successful. And when I joined the foundation, I realized that so much of what I thought was necessary to, to meet my personal goals um, didn't, really, uh, didn't really exist. It was all in my head. It was actually relatively straightforward. So for me, the foundation had a huge impact. Having that community, having that guidance uh, around setting up a business, it was, uh, has had a huge impact on my life the last few years. I just love hearing 
the story of how people first hear about things, kind of connecting that dot. So just take a couple seconds, just real quick. Like, how did you first hear about the foundation? Yeah, that's a good question. It was some years ago now. Um, I believe it must have been on Mixergy. I'm a big fan of Andrew Warner and and what he's done uh, with Mixergy and that community there. And I I saw an interview with Dane and that's when I started hearing about it. Started Googling around, doing some research. I think I saw him on some other podcasts and I was like, should I sign up for this? Should I not? Should I? You know, it's a one big investment. Evening, it was. My girlfriend was uh, out one evening, and uh, I was like, <laughs> I was left alone with the credit card, oh, and I was like, no. should I do this? I, and I did it, and it was a oh, fantastic decision. <laughs> cool stuff. Well, let me tell you, the Mixergy great podcast. You know, if only they could produce a seven day a week show, right, John? so john we're going to talk about your journey my friends it's a fascinating one for obvious reasons but let's get right down to the bare bones what was your worst entrepreneurial moment take us there tell us that story you know when i was thinking about this i was I struggled, you know, when I think about what was my worst moment, because every bad experience um, is just an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. So I really, you know, I actually struggle to think of what my worst entrepreneurial experience is. Maybe things have been good to me. But then after thinking about this a little bit more, I can say that, you know, my worst entrepreneurial experience, and and it still happens and it will happen in the future, is when I make the same mistake twice. So I try to learn from every mistake I make and adjust the next time I'm in that situation. So every time I see myself making the same mistake twice, that's always my worst entrepreneurial moment. Take us to a specific time that you made that mistake and really paint that picture for us. Yeah, sure. So I make a big effort to make sure that every dollar we spend in the business has a good return on investment. So I'm thinking if I spend $100 on this, you know, I want to make back you know, 150, 200, 300 or more. And um, there was a time period where I wasn't watching the numbers as closely as I should. I ended up spending a lot of money, thousands and thousands of dollars on, um, on some development costs that didn't really give a good return on investment. And uh, after analyzing the numbers a little bit, I realized, oh my God, I've just wasted a lot of money that I could have allocated somewhere else and given me a better return. And that just made me feel sick to my stomach. So, I always feel bad when, you know, I make the same mistake twice as one I've actually made in the past. So hopefully there won't be a third time. (laughs) So what I really want you, Fire Nation, my lovely listeners to be taken away from this is if you can't track the results, if you can't analyze the numbers, you're running a pretty great risk of really being wasteful and inefficient and ineffective with your money, with your resources, with your time, with your effort, with that incredibly valuable resource of bandwidth. So, I mean, John, I'd be curious if you agree with me. I mean, do you really harp in your business now about tracking the analytics, making sure that what goes in, or let me actually rephrase that, what comes out makes sense for what you put in effort-wise, time-wise, money-wise? I think about that every single hour of the day you know am i getting a good return on uh, on my investment and i think actually entrepreneurs they don't really see themselves as investors they see themselves more as i guess creators but actually really what we all are is investors how do i invest my time my money my energy you know my ideas into something and i realized that the greatest entrepreneurs i've come across have been the ones who have been very good 
at uh, appropriating their time into the and money into the into the right tasks. So as an entrepreneur, you're also an investor. Fire Nation, take some time today, tomorrow, when you have the opportunity, and think. Am I analyzing the activities, the inputs, the outputs of my business effectively? And if you're not, your ship might be leaking. And no matter how fast you row and no matter all these different things you're putting into it, you don't want a leaking ship because that is going to sink in the end. So let's create not the Titanic. Let's create the USS Midway, which is an aircraft carrier, John, that's still floating in the San Diego Bay here, right? I can almost (laughs) see it from my window. That's really what I want you to think about, Fire Nation. So, John, take us to another moment in your life, and I really want you to tell us a story. I want you to take us there, my friends, okay? Like, really paint this picture for us of an aha moment you had. Take us to when you had that idea, that epiphany, and then walk us through the steps you took after having that idea that turned it into success. It kind of links back to something I said earlier, which is around this idea of, of, of limiting beliefs. So before I came across, you know, it was the foundation that really started to educate me about this. But subsequently, I've learned about this from Tony Robbins and, you know, countless other, um, uh, you can say, I guess, gurus out there. Yeah. And um, when I was getting started with the foundation, there was a video, uh, Dane Maxwell was in it, and uh, he talks about self-limiting beliefs. And I was there just watching the video thinking, hold on, everything that I want to achieve, everything that's holding me back, you know, it's just, it's all in my head. Again and again, I just thought, you know, success, failure, fear, triumph, it's just all in my head. And so I had the aha moment when I was watching that video sitting uh, here, like I'm sitting right now in my living room. uh, And I was thinking to myself, you know, the greatest skill an entrepreneur can have is the ability to control their own psychology. And when I when I listened to Dane's words, and he actually quoted Tony Robbins here, where he said, um, the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty you're com- you can comfortably deal with. Love that quote. I said, huh, you know, what I need to do is shift my mindset, you know, remove some of these self-limiting beliefs that, you know, I can't cold call, I can't make a sale, or I need to do, have X, Y in place before I can achieve what I want. That's all, that's all nonsense. It's all in my head. And so, you know, by remembering that quote, I always... And still to this day believe that, you know, once you're an entrepreneur and you get comfortable dealing with the uncertainty, you know, then there's no limit to how you can grow. And so that was a really transformational experience. So that was my aha moment. Fire Nation, self-limiting beliefs. It's been a phrase John's used multiple times during this interview. It's something that I love talking about on Entrepreneur on Fire because it permeates our society. It's everywhere we look, left, right, up, down, in the mirror. And when you look in the mirror and you see self-limiting beliefs, that's when I want you to step back and say, why? Why am I having these self-limiting beliefs? Like, let's actually sit down and talk this through with myself. Like, let's figure out why I'm having these self-limiting beliefs so that I can break through this glass ceiling that I've imposed. And, you know, trying to just not focus on your self-limiting beliefs, that's just basically hiding and ignoring from the truth. Like, don't go down that road, expose it. John, I'm pretty sure you're happy that you exposed your self-limiting beliefs to yourself. Am I right? 
Absolutely. I mean, the, the, walls, the walls have been completely knocked down. Of course, you always got to make sure they don't uh, rebuild themselves. But I'm <laughs> constantly, uh, constantly making sure that I never, you know, limit myself in, you know, unnecessarily based on what's going on in my head. And how do you do that, Fire Nation? How do you make sure that those walls don't build themselves back up? Because the imposter syndrome is always there trying to build those walls back up. Masterminds, mentors, investing in yourself. I have phone conversations every single week with my mastermind, Greg Hickman and Rick Mulready, and those guys keep me in check. They can see these walls being built around me before I can, and they knock them down. And then likewise, they're not seeing walls they're building around themselves that I'm trying to shatter as well. And that's the power of the mastermind. That's the power of the community. John, you know the power of the fact that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. When you started spending time watching Dane Maxwell, hanging out with Dane Maxwell and Andy Dresch and other people in the foundation, you start to realize that, hey, we can keep these walls down together. And John, we're moving into what I lovingly refer to as the one minute mindset. This is where I ask you five insights into your mind. I want to see into John's mind. And take about 60 seconds to answer. No okay. biggie. I, I might cut you off if you go long, my friends, but I might not. <laughs> depends, you know, depends on where you're going. But ideally, my friends, what do the first 60 minutes of your day look like? I love this question because I, I'm, I'm, I'm ruthless about this. Absolutely nice. ruthless. This is really important to me. So I start every day pretty much exactly the same way, Monday to Friday. So I wake up around 6.30 a.m. So for some people, that's early. For others, it's late. If you have young kids, it's probably late. I don't have any young kids. <laughs> but so for, the, for me, that actually feels like it's quite early. Um, and then for the first uh, 15, 20 minutes or so, I'll do a workout, uh, maybe seven-minute workout. Maybe do that a couple times. I'll have, then I'll start making some breakfast. Usually and let me, let me break in here for a second. So this is my thought if it goes over 60 minutes. But like yeah. during this seven-minute workout, like what are a couple things you're doing? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, it's one of those popular workouts. I think it's on, on the iPhone app or something like that where you do like push-ups and sit-ups and star jumps and uh, um, you know squats and things like that. Okay, cool. So cool. I start off by doing some exercise. And then I, I read uh, like uh, maybe about four or five pages of a book that I like, that I'm enjoying. Um, uh, maybe I meditate once a week. But the most important thing is what I don't do. Um, I don't check email. I don't watch TV. I don't put any junk into my head. Um, I just have that first hour, hour and a half where I'm not thinking about working. I'm just controlling what I want to do for the day. And then I set out my, uh, my three most important tasks for the day. Uh, I go through some some things I'm I'm grateful for, my gratitude journal, uh, and then I go ahead and start my day. I'm going to work. I don't put any junk in my head, Fire Nation. Whether you know it or not, anything that you let come into your periphery in that first sixty minutes is taking up your bandwidth. If you have the news playing in the background and you're not really paying attention, believe me, your subconscious is taking that in and it's taking up some of your bandwidth, which is incredibly limited. So guard that. John, what is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? This is quite an easy one for me. Uh, trying to do too many things myself and not delegating enough. What is your biggest strength? Uh, my desire to improve. I always want to make things better and be better. What is one habit that you wish you had? 
when things go wrong in the business, I think I dwell on it for too long. Probably instead of worrying about something for a few minutes, maybe I might worry about it for an hour. So I'd rather not dwell on, you know, a mishap for too long. John, just say, duck in water, duck in water. <laughs> a lot of people don't know what that means, but I'm from Maine. I lived on a lake. When, when it rains and the duck's in water, the, rain just, the, the water just washes right off its back. Right off the back. Exactly. What is one thing, John, that just has you fired up right now above everything else you have going on? Yeah, well, in my business, I am I'm going to uh, speak on a panel, a large ind- industry conference in February. Um, so I'm really fired up about that. I'm excited about it because I'm actually going to be in the panel of a couple of competitors, Ooh. which is going to be lots of fun. I'm really fired about showdown the, fired up about the questions we're going to get, and uh, just talking about the future of the industry. Very cool. And what is this conference? Yes, it's called T3. It's a technology conference for people in the financial advice industry. Cool, cool, cool. So, John, I'm not going to let you go yet, my friend. You're giving us too much value, too much information, so you're still on the hook. But before we even get into some more value bomb questions, that lightning round, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Why are you an entrepreneur? Perhaps it's because you don't want someone else dictating what ideas you pursue or what projects you work on. Or maybe it's the flexibility owning your own business provides. I'm an entrepreneur for the freedom it affords me to do what I'm passionate about whenever and wherever I want. And with the help of the internet and services like eVoice... I can. With a toll-free number, professional voice greeting, and dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into my business phone. So when my customers or business partners call, they're automatically sent to wherever I am. Whether I'm out exploring new passions and ideas or in the backyard hanging out, I can still deliver the exceptional and professional service my customers expect. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. That's evoice.com slash fire. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. John, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm enjoying this. this is- <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Nothing. It was all in my head. It was just self-limiting beliefs. What is the best advice you've ever received? It sounds like repetition, but it's the honest truth. Remove your limiting beliefs. 
Awesome. Let's kind of talk about this for a second because it is the theme of this interview and I think it's really powerful. Maybe take a second and and get specific about how the foundation really helped you get through these self-limiting beliefs. In my head, there was a script going on uh, where I thought I had to have X or do Y to achieve what I wanted. And what I had with this experience of the self-limiting beliefs is that actually I can achieve anything that I I really want to. If someone has done something I want to do, uh, I'm sure it's possible for me to do it as well. And so just that shift in mindset, the fact that I can do a cold call, you know, I'm trying to help someone. I'm not, uh, you know, annoying people. Just even that change, the simple change in mindset um, really released my, uh, I guess, the power that I had within me. I didn't know how strong I was until, uh, you know, I removed some of those self-limiting beliefs. That little mindset shift, Fire Nation, where you can just say to yourself, it is my obligation to share the value that I have created with others. I am obligated to do that. That shift is so huge. Other than saying, um, sir, can I have five minutes to talk to you with you about something? Be like, listen, I have this great opportunity for you. If you give me five minutes, I guarantee that you will get value from this conversation. And you know what? If you don't want to give me five minutes, that's fine because I want to find somebody that will Go in with it with that confidence. Go in with it with that attitude that, you know what, I am obligated to find people that are open and receptive to my message, to my mission, and it's going to be such a different ballgame. Do you agree, John? Mm-hmm. Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Yeah, sure. So um, this is a really critical one, and I, I want to encourage everyone to, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you to do it, but I think it's pretty, <laughs> it's been very important for me. So every month or so, I send an email to my family, uh, to some friends as well, and some close business contacts where I share what's going on in my business. I talk about revenue. Uh, is there any churn? What's going on with the free trials? What's the strategy? And it keeps me really open and honest about my progress, and it stops me from 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 lying to myself because uh, that's what entrepreneurs are very good at. They're very good at lying to themselves, and so you want to keep yourself honest, have some kind of accountability. Yep, I love it. You know, that's why we are big fans of publishing our income reports. You know, it's not always easy. You know, if we have a month where the refund rates are a little high in Podcasters Paradise, I'm like, oh, that's, you know, it doesn't look awesome, but it holds us accountable. It makes us identify, you know, what can we do to improve that? The onboarding process, the wow factor, all things that we've talked about. So I love that point, John. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I am just a huge fan of, of Google Docs. I put all my goals in there. I check my goals every, probably every day at least. And I go through them. I check my box. I turn a, a box from that was white to green if I achieve my goal. And I'm just a big proponent of using Google Docs just to track your own progress um, uh, you know, in your life and achieving your goals. So that's my resource. It sounds obvious, but it's simple and it works and it's a great product. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Sure. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, it only makes sense to read the book of the greatest entrepreneur since, since the Second World War, which is Sam Walton, uh, Made in America. It's a very cheap and short book, but you can essentially learn from the, I believe, to be the greatest entrepreneur uh, since the Second World War, at least. And he talks about how he built Walmart, and it's a fantastic book. There you see, you see brilliance there. When you read that book, you see what a, a true, amazing, next-level entrepreneur really is. And you also see this, which I thought was a huge takeaway. 
he was not afraid to stand upon the shoulders of giants. He didn't recreate the wheel. So many people think that Walmart was this new thing. No, they just did it bigger and better than anybody else. But he took other ideas that were working for other industries, other businesses, competitors, and just amplified them. He just amplified them. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book for free at eofirebook.com. John, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, my friends, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, there's two answers to this, and I've really thought about this. First of all, I would definitely try and make some friends because the world isn't much fun if you're just alone and you don't know anyone. So one of the things I would do is definitely try and make some friends. Now, on the business side here, what I'll do is try and spend some time to find out what problems really need to be solved uh, that I think that I can I can solve and that I'm passionate about. So I'd spend that time researching. You don't even need the $500, you know, unless you want to pay for internet connection. <laughs> um, and then all you have to do is just find problems. Just find problems. That's what an entrepreneur is. If you look at the greatest, most successful entrepreneurs, they solved problems for people, you know, that were significant. Um, and as an entrepreneur, generally speaking, I've seen this again and again, you get paid in proportion to, you know, uh, as big a problem as you solve. And that's, I think, a quote from, from Elon Musk. And, you know, he's doing quite well because he's solving <laughs> some big problems. Huge problems. I was just listening to a Tim Ferriss interview with Peter Diomedes, who uh, I didn't actually pronounce his name perfectly, but I'll get it right by the time he comes on Entrepreneur on Fire, which I was stoked about locking him on, Mr. SpaceX himself. And he's like, you know what? I don't have much competition in asteroid mining. Nobody else is doing it. <laughs> so <laughs> play in the stars, Fire Nation. The competition just is playing way below you. And you might be asking yourselves, well, you know, how does, how does John think he's going to make friends in this new world? Well, you just walk around singing, why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? John, cue your laughter. <laughs> and friends will come, right? <laughs> so, John, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, so first of all, connecting with me, you can find me on Twitter at uh, John Indega, that's J-O-H-N-N-D-E-G-E. It'll probably be in the show notes somewhere there. And um, one piece of advice I would say from my entrepreneurial past and history is before you start a company and get involved in it, make sure that you're, that you're really committed, that you're not just chasing some shiny object, that you're willing to put the years in to make it successful. Because without that kind of drive, you probably won't achieve what you want. Love it. In Fire Nation, you know that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with John and John today. So keep up <laughs> the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type John in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And John, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today, my friends. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. This has been awesome. 
Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create an amazing webinar you love? Well, you can in just 10 days with our free course at thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite. Ignite.